Hello everybody and welcome to Bite Sized Chunks of Faith. My name is John O'Pierce and in this podcast I want to share how having a Christian faith has brought hope and meaning and purpose to my life. In today's podcast I hope to think about what's quite a challenging subject for Christians, the subject of repentance. And in order to think about it I'm going to begin by by reading some verses from Matthew's Gospel in chapter 11. Then Jesus began to denounce the cities in which most of his miracles had been performed because they did not repent. Woe to you, Chorazin! Woe to you, Bethsaida! If the miracles that were performed in you had been performed in Tyre and Sidon, they would have repented long ago in sackcloth and ashes. But I tell you, it will be more bearable for Tyre and Sidon on the day of judgment than for you. And you, Capernaum, will you be lifted up to the skies? No, you will go down to the depths. If the miracles that were performed in you had been performed in Sodom, it would have remained to this day. But I tell you that it will be more bearable for Sodom on the day of judgment than for you. At that time, Jesus said, I praise you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, because you have hidden these things from the wise and learned and revealed them to little children. Yes, Father, for this was your good pleasure. All things have been committed to me by my Father. No one knows the Father, no one knows the Son except the Father, and no one knows the Father except the Son and those to whom the Son chooses to reveal him. Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Most of the preachers that I know love to preach on passages that explicitly speak about God's love and his grace. And I guess the reason for that is that that you recognise and you acknowledge that many people, including ourselves, live through situations that are complex and challenging. And so it's always powerful to be able to speak words of hope and peace into those situations. But the Gospel reading that I I just read to introduce our podcast today doesn't begin on such a comforting note. Instead, it tells us that Jesus began to denounce the cities in which most of his miracles had been performed because they did not repent. So repentance seems to be one of the key or the most important truths in this passage. What is repentance for those who are tuning in to bite-sized chunks of faith? How does repentance work? Well, maybe in order to think about repentance, we first of all have to take a step back and to talk about sin. And if you could bear with me for a moment, that's not an easy topic to talk about either. But the best definition that I was ever given of sin was that sin means, at its simplest, to turn away from the one who loves us, who's God. And we might do that in different ways. We might say things 
We might think things. We might indeed do things that reflect a conscious choice on our part to turn away from the one who loves us. Now, the Greek word for repent is a word called metanoia. And that word literally means to do an about turn. So if we have turned away from the one who loves us, repentance is all about turning back to face him again. And whenever Jesus did miracles in various cities and towns, these miracles confronted people with his power and his authority. They saw things like the healing of sickness, the driving out of demons, the multiplication of food to feed the hungry. And you would think that seeing those kinds of things might prompt people to think about their own lives, the things that they'd been doing, maybe indeed the ways that they had wandered off the path to do their own thing. And it seems that this is what Jesus is speaking out against here. Some of the places that he mentions in this gospel reading were destroyed by God because of their evil behaviour in Old Testament times. And Jesus suggests that if those cities had been given the opportunities that the other cities he mentions had been given to see miracles, they would have repented. And that would mean they could still be standing. And we might wonder, well, what has all of this got to do with me? We look at our own lives and we think, well, compared to lots of other people who are doing terrible things, I'm really not all that bad. So what do I have to turn away from? What do I need to do this about turn that Jesus seems to expect from people? Well, Jesus talks about how we can all be blinded from seeing stuff at times because of our own pride. You see, sin has this subtle way of clouding our vision. And interestingly enough, sometimes we can be doing really, really good things. If you're a church leader, for example, you might be doing lots of things like writing talks and sermons. You might be visiting people in hospitals or homes or nursing homes. You might be doing all in your power to get various groups and organisations meeting again after the pandemic. But in the midst of that hamster wheel of activity, is there a possibility that we forget who it's all for or who it's all about. And as we whiz about and we try to persuade people to join our enterprise and to run this activity or to lead that activity, to produce something that will really bring our church to people's attention, and if we're constantly ticking off those mental boxes of more and more activity, maybe we have, as Jesus suggests, focused on the wrong thing. Back at Christmas 2007, my brother gave us, as a present, a box set of one of my favourite TV dramas ever made, The West Wing. It's a show that imagined life on the part of the American president 
and it tried to shine a light on all the challenges facing him in that office on a daily basis. So whether it was a domestic crisis, an international crisis, or an election campaign, for the American president there were always a lot of plates to spin. And this show tried to get into the dynamics of the inner team around the president who used to try and guide him and help him. And in the box set, there is a fascinating interview with Aaron Sorkin, who is the writer of the series. And he spoke in this interview about how the crew and the cast, as they were making this show, their ambition was always to make the best, the next episode even better than the previous one. And that constantly drove them to give of their best and to make the show such a success. They always believe the next episode we make has got to be the best one. So as I think about Jesus' challenge to repent today, I wonder, ultimately, is this the sort of thing that I need to repent of? And unlike the makers of the West Wing, do I believe and live, ultimately, as if Christianity isn't really the most important thing in the world? Do I believe, for example, that it doesn't really matter anymore if people come to church or they don't give God a thought in their daily lives. And as I set up my own busy schedule of meetings and visits, do I ever actually pray to Jesus about each of these things? And do I ask him to come with me in power to whatever I do? Or do I maybe think that I can do all this stuff in my own strength? Am I happy to just attempt to do whatever it is that I do, not for him, but for me, and operate out of my own strength? And where do we go then, whenever we do come to that point of realisation and we need to turn our lives around? Jesus says it at the end of the passage. He says, Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. You see, that's the goal of repentance, to come back to Jesus, not in a lather of trying harder or determining to do better, but allowing him to steer us, taking his yoke upon us and allowing him to do the heavy lifting. And it is ultimately about coming back to him daily and indeed multiple times each day in the midst of all our stresses and saying, I'm sorry, I forgot you again. Can you help me please to get back on track? Can you help me to see that it's not about me? It's about you. And can I allow the main thing to be the main thing. The suggestion to all of us, my friends, as we listen in today, is that if we do this, then we will learn to live more freely and lightly. Well, that's all for this week. 
Thank you for listening, and if you were kind enough to hit follow or subscribe, or even leave a review wherever you get your podcasts, that'd be greatly appreciated. Join me again next week for another bite-sized chunk of faith.